What's up, crew? Welcome to the CloverTech Podcast Studio, the show where we hashtag talk nerdy about all things having to do with creators and social media, and audio and video platforms and anything and pretty much everything in between. So as the uh, live viewers start jumping into the chat out there, let's welcome everybody that's out in replay land. Welcome. And remember, you can participate just as easily as those that may be in the live chat wherever you're at there's probably a comment section below so jump in there if you've got questions uh, about being a creator or getting started with podcasts or creating videos or uh, particular questions on a platform uh, hardware software uh, anything and everything dealing with uh, being an online creator influencer whatever you want to call it let us know and we'll uh, try to get you helped out. For those that uh, are in the live chat, of course, you've got the opportunity to throw those uh, nerdy questions out there in the live chat tonight. We're going to be talking about um, going to be talking about search, obviously, as the title would suggest. I know that uh, myself, uh, as long as well as many other creators, uh, pride themselves on dominating certain search topics. Uh, there's there's certainly several that over the years uh, have really pushed the Glover Tax channel forward. Uh, and at the time, wasn't really thinking about you know, when I created that video and set everything up, wasn't really thinking about dominating, right, in, uh, in search. And, and certainly didn't foresee it sometimes three and four and five years later doing what um, it has. But I've got videos out there that consistently uh, perform and the great thing is consistently earn ad revenue it may not be a lot but um, a little bit at least and if it earns ad revenue consistently over time several years well that adds up when you start uh, building that catalog getting a lot of videos under your belt so if you're paying attention to that sort of thing you're kind of setting it up right from the start then uh, that can certainly help and that's what we're going to kind of talk about tonight some of the nuts and bolts and uh you know all that good stuff mr fnh out there let's get to get a mod ranch no sir that is unfortunately reserved for patreon members uh as well as i'm glad you brought that up uh you will notice the blue names and the wrenches uh odds are those are patreon members so thank you for for those folks and, and if you see a green name or you see a blue name with a, a heart a star some type of other emoji then yeah you uh those are youtube channel members so i want to thank uh both of those that are out there uh now wiley guns is saying do you follow think media yes if i'm correct that's sean Cannell. um i get them mixed up sometime yeah um and yeah actually uh do watch some of his stuff uh, there's a lot out there roberto blake uh tim schmoyer uh there is which is video creators uh, you've got uh, Daryl Eves, uh, honestly, Gary Vaynerchuk, <laughs> uh, Simon uh, Sinek. Uh, you've got some people out there, not really content creator helpers, but some of the business strategies, some of the um, life coaching skills and things like that. Some of that applies to the way that viewers think and people think and uh, and your channel. Uh, but yeah, tonight we're going to focus in on the whole search thing. We're going to talk about uh, what's important, what's not important, and all this will caveat 
by saying we're talking to gun tubers primarily here, not only in the panel, but in the chat. Some of this can apply to, of course, other niches. A lot of it is basic fundamentals. And uh, it may or may not apply to what you're trying to do on your channel. So that's another thing. We always like to caveat what we're talking about. Uh, these types of things that we discuss on or in the studio, rather. Uh, yeah, you may not have the same end game. Uh, not trying to glom onto the Avengers there, but you may not have the same end game that we have. So uh, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, it never hurts to experiment and try new things. We always encourage that. And so you may take some of the tips, tricks, and suggestions and just give them a try. See what happens. If they work, fantastic. If they don't, uh, pivot, try something else, and uh, eventually you will find something that works. Uh, with that, we're going to bring the uh, panel in, welcome them in and then we'll kind of get started on this i've got my bullet points here kind of lined out i'm sure we probably will get all over the place with it because everything kind of ties into everything else when you're talking about this subject but we've got the rogue banshee back in the house with us uh, fresh off hiatus how are you bro doing good man kind of getting over withdrawal for not being on last week but thanks for having me on this week you bet i'll tell you what i was almost not here this week uh been battling a, battling a head cold and some other things. And then the weather has not been great. And everybody out there that knows me knows I don't do super good without sunshine. So, um, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, you're a little uh, stuffed up. You can hear it in your voice. Right. Uh, Ghost out there with us. What's up, bro? What's going on? Well, you know, with in light of the weather that we're having, we got about a half inch of ice. Um Last night and today, so I'm thinking about changing my name to Ice Tray and going to be covering a lot of uh, Vanilla Ice and Ice Tea cover songs. So if you guys are interested, let me know. Right. Don't forget Ice Cube and, yeah, there's a lot of them out there. Yep. Um, yeah, let's jump. Uh, let's jump into it head first, I guess. We've got a few people out there live. Hopefully they'll as they as they file in, they won't miss a whole lot. And if uh, they do jump in late, they can always back up. They can always catch the rest in a replay. Um, yeah. So when we talk about dominating search, we have to kind of understand. We've talked about um, going viral and things like that in the past, and in a way, search is sort of has a viral component to it. And I don't remember if it was myself or Ghost or who it was, if it was even anybody that was on one of these panels one night that talked about it in terms of catching a wave. And it's a really good uh, analogy because, you know, what you do is you, 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 your surfboards or your content, you know, and you put that stuff out there and you put it out there in a, in a fashion, you design that surfboard, you get it out there in a specific location and, and all of this other stuff. And, you know, you've got waves that come in. Uh, and there's there's three types of waves when we break them down. Uh, you've got the common waves that, that come in all the time, that you're able to, you have the opportunity to catch those waves, uh, get a little bit of viral traction um, more often than not. It's fairly easy to do. And that is search. That's exactly what we're talking about tonight. Um, the next one down, I would say, which is, we're not going to talk about these other two, but they're worth mentioning so that you kind of understand the context of, of what we're talking about here. But the next one 
a little bit bigger wave uh, would get you a little bit uh, higher score in a, in a surfing contest, whatever the, the yield, the uh, amount of views you're going to get from it, the, you know, at least short term, right? Um, probably going to be a little bit more, but it's a little harder to, to, to catch that wave and be in a position to catch that wave is suggestion. And the way suggestion works is if you're watching, uh, somebody's watching somebody else's video, your video gets suggested after that one. Um, so, and then the third and, and final wave, we'll call it, is uh, is browse. And all of these are components of search and discovery, but it's browse. And browse is basically showing up on somebody's homepage, right? They log into YouTube, your content is uh, showing up there. And so that's the hardest one. Browse is the hardest one uh, by far to break into. If you look at the breakdown in your analytics, of where your traffic is coming from. Um, typically, search is going to be at the top. Suggestion is going to be underneath that. And then browse is at its lowest, unless, like I said, you you catch some of those harder-to-get waves like, uh, like browse. But anyway, we're going to focus on search since it's the most common. Everybody should be trying to take advantage of that, I think, um, as much as possible. I mean, why not if you've got, more of a chance of that happening. So um, just thoughts on before we kind of get started into the nuts and the bolts and the mechanics of the things, run this through the panel real quick, start with you ghosts and just say, you know, your thoughts on search. Should we be, is tonight's show even beneficial? Should we be even be trying or paying attention or trying to set ourselves up to catch those search, search waves? You know, yes and no. It's, it's, you're always going to try to catch any wave you can. I mean, a, you know, a surfer is going to go out and paddle out, and eventually they're going to take anything they can get. They're waiting for the big kahuna, but they'll take whatever they can get. Uh, so, yes, yeah, search is important, but I, I want to preface it by saying that, you know, if, if you're doing everything that we're talking about tonight and you're and you are dominating a search term, that doesn't necessarily mean that video is going to blow up because if you're dominating search terms that people aren't searching, then it doesn't matter. I mean, yep. let's just be real. Um, so yes, it is important to go after that, but understand that it might take months for that search term to become relevant and it may never become relevant, but if it ever does and you are dominating those, then that is actually going to help kickstart into suggestion and to browse. Um, right. You know, I, I think that's where the, suge the the search is important. Is it's important to dominate terms because that can kickstart the other two. Mm -hmm. uh, typically, you're not going to get to the browse without owning your search. You're not going to get to search suggestion without owning the search. But don't think just because you're owning search that it's immediately going to help you. You got to play the long game here. So it is important, but it's 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 more of a long term game than a short term game, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely agree. Uh, Rogue, bring it over to you. Uh, your thoughts on, um, yeah, just you know how important, honestly, is search in your opinion? Uh, I think it's huge because um, that's how you get discovered. I mean, if you're starting off, you obviously have no followers or very few followers because they're your family. But how do you expand past that? And by working, you know, the game of search, that's letting YouTube find your new followers for for you. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, 
you know, for me, I've, you know, I've had my channel a little over three years and I've always been working on search and working on search, working on search. Now over probably the past six months, now I'm starting to see my browse catch up um, and my suggestions and stuff like that. So uh, search is definitely an important thing because you're letting YouTube find your followers for you. That's a valid, that's a valid point. And so, you know, moving into, into that, now that we've kind of established uh, the basis of what we're talking about tonight, you know, let's get into, let's get into some of the nuts and bolts. And, you know, we got to start with the, with the content first, I think the, it, it all starts with the video. If you, if you don't have a video, it's kind of hard to tailor the metadata, the titles, the tags, the thumbnails, the sharing, the promotion, cross-platform, all the other things, right. That we're going to talk about until you shoot a video and you get that video uploaded. And, you know, I, I, my position is I'm most of the time, right. Um, I am, I, I'm thoughtful. Is that the word? I'm cognizant. I'm aware. I'm, I don't know the word fill in the blank with, uh, yeah, hopefully somebody out there aware is probably a, a good one to use. Um, of what I am, producing what I'm going to upload, what I'm going to put out there. And so I'll weigh that. Um, and I want to talk when we're talking about the content, when we're talking about search, uh, the number one, the gold mine, the thing that's going to get you um, the best and play that long game. And as I said in the beginning, like a lot of the videos I've got years later, right? Simply dominate. Uh, month in and month out as far as the amount, amount of views that I get compared to even some of the newer stuff um, is evergreen. Uh, and I certainly want to to get into that, but I want to back up a minute uh, and talk a little bit about the tact behind it and the mentality and thinking about it. For example, this particular podcast, it's, this one is not going to do good on search. Um, it's just not. Live streams are not conducive to search. Ghost and I was having this conversation earlier, and it's for a variety of reasons. So if you're out there and all you're doing is live streams and you're concerned that, well, my channel's not growing as well as I think it should grow, well, you're gimping yourself because the vast majority of what you're doing or maybe all of what you're doing is live. And so when a live stream ends and YouTube parses it and everything it needs to do. And then it puts it up as a replay. And you'll notice this. If you go into your YouTube studio, it's at a totally different section. Even after it, it uploads the replay or the replay becomes available. It's at a totally different section than your video uploads, totally different section. And so it's weighed differently. And because it's weighed differently, um, it, the search doesn't work the same. Um, then you've got some viewer elements also. If you go in and you look at the replay uh, of a live stream, it'll say streamed so many days ago or whatever, right? Rather than uploaded so many days ago. And also live content tends to be longer form. And we know that the vast majority of people are short attention spans and they don't go for the long form, at least not on the YouTube platform, right? Um, and we've done about start, we've talked about starting a podcast, audio podcast and stuff. And these certainly do get, um, uh, chopped down and, and uploaded to the podcast realm in replay. 
but at least as far as here on YouTube, um, you know, short attention spans, a lot of other things play into live, not being great for evergreen, uh, not being great for, uh, because they're not evergreen, uh, in the sense of a traditionally uploaded video, not being able to catch those search waves. Well, um, the second thing when we're talking about tailoring that content is, are you talking about, um, are you talking about, are you doing something that is time sensitive? Uh, are you talking political event? Are you talking, this thing just came out? Are you talking about this company went under or this firearms having a problem or anything like that? That stuff can be great in the moment, right? For a, a short period of time. But then as time goes on, it could have a negative effect because you've got, it, it could hit the search, but the problem is the content doesn't match current events, current things, current what's going on. And so there's a way that you can get around this. Um, you, you could go into the comments when people say stuff and go look at the timestamp obviously, and people should be looking at that sort of thing, but a lot of people don't. They read the title, they see the thumbnail, they click on it, they watch it, and then they're like, what is this? This doesn't make any sense. This They don't even make this firearm anymore. They don't even make this ammunition anymore, or this company went out of business a year ago, or this, this product release never did come out, and the company went under, or whatever the case may be, right? And so one of the things that is you could actually timestamp and we're going to get into titles and some of that a little later but one of the things is you could actually timestamp in the title um and for me one of the things you know you'll see this with um which are produced and premiered now you'll see this with the patreon lawn chair pops that we do every month uh they're timestamped as far as the month and year uh in there and that's part of the reason is because they don't get a whole lot of traction just because of the format. It's more long form. It's more geared toward channel members and the Patreon patrons out there, not the general public. So people will click into those sometimes. And because there's too long, because there's a lot of rambling, because whatever it might be, right, they don't hang around. So a bad example or a good example of uploaded content that is not conducive to or optimized, I should say, right? For search. So one of the things is that. The second one is some of the top fives that I've done. Um, I found it appropriate to put some type of a date code or whatever in the title because those could change at any given time, right? So I think, you know, being aware of what type of content you're producing um, and I'm not saying stick with evergreen searchable content 24 7 365 every video that you upload not at all am i saying that but be aware of the types of content that you're uploading and if you want to take more advantage of those search waves create more evergreen content things that are just as relevant today as they were two years ago as they are two years from now right um so with that bring uh the panel in and and yeah, Evergreen. Let's talk a little bit about Evergreen content, how that plays into search. Uh, Rogue, get your thoughts on it. 
Well, uh, me, a lot of my content's evergreen, especially for what I call my my winter content for, you know, days like today where I'm just not going to leave the house because it's too damn cold. Um, you know, that's all the gunsmithing videos. That stuff, do, you know, it doesn't do well when I release it because, well, people have to have a problem with that gun to watch it. But over time, that content picks up. So, you know, I do pretty well on on the evergreen stuff like that. Whereas product videos, you know, you might come, you might have a, a video that you come out with a product that it's brand new to the market, you know, something new that catches on. But then once somebody becomes a big dog in a market, there's other people trying to knock it down where you might have the greatest product in the world because that was the only one there. Uh, you know, a couple of years later, it might not be the greatest product in that class anymore. So, um, you know, I, I like to try to stay with my evergreen as much as I can, but kind of do a mix, you know, get a, get a, get a good healthy mix in there. Right. Now, 402 out there uh, is talking about, he says, so new, news articles, probably not the way to go from my experience. So, I'm glad you bring that up. Before we get to Ghost, I'll address that. And, of course, Ghost can elaborate on that, too, if he wants. But a um, couple of things when you're dealing with news, when you're dealing with, with current events, things, and all that. First of all, you can pigeonhole yourself, right? Because you can bring people in on things that may not quite be what your channel started out doing and what you've kind of grown your audience around and you bring in new people. So you disenfranchise the old people while you bring in new people. And until you, unless you, so you're kind of darned if you do and darned if you don't, because if you keep doing news, then you can keep the new audience that you come in. We've seen it over and over how people will do some one-off news things, take advantage of a trend of the day jump up thousands of subs and then a month later be down lower than they were when they started. Right. Um, and then if you, but if you get off of that again, like I said, you either have to, you pigeonhole yourself and they either having to constantly do that, which has a couple of disadvantages. First of all, it, it alienates uh, the original audience. And maybe that's something you want to do. You want to pivot to that type of format. And that's why I said, when we started this off, depending on the, uh, outcome you want or the goals you have for your channel, you have to make those decisions. But another thing that it can do uh, is flat wear you out because evergreen is one of them things. It doesn't matter if I make it today, make the video today or next week or tomorrow or a month from now. It really doesn't matter. I can work it into wherever it's comfortable to be able to get that piece of content done. Where if you're playing that topic of the day news game, you have to be on top of it. You have to be aware, one of the first that knows about it, understands it, and can get the script or articulate and you know get the video and get it done. And you have to do that consistently. So burnout, I think burnout is a is a major concern when you're doing things like that too. So it it, it has its disadvantages. It has its advantages for sure, but it's got its disadvantages too. Um, Ghost coming with you on uh, just your thoughts on evergreen content, what we talked about with live and uh, news of the day and those types of things and just your thoughts on what's what's the best for a channel to probably be doing i think it's really up to what your goals for that channel are mm -hmm. if your if your goals are to grow rapidly as fast as you can then i'm going to tell you straight up go chase trends go chase 
um, especially in our niche, the sky is falling, uh, pol- political stuff. Mm-hmm. Go chase the ammo um, trend. And that's not any offense to Cash out there. Cash does a good job, but even Cash will admit that he probably chased the ammo thing a little bit to, to grow. And, and it worked for him. If that's what you want, if you want to grow, then you've got to be doomsday. You've got to. Um, well, if you want to grow fast, yeah, that. fast. If, yeah. if you want to grow fast and you want to go from zero to 10,000 in you know, a few months, then that's the way to go. But um, what you're going to start to see is that gets old pretty quickly. And eventually you're going to get burned out, kind of like what you said, unless that's really what your passion is. But I don't think there are very many people that are passionate about doomsday stuff. I mean, I can't right. imagine that being the case, but there right. are. Uh, but that's the way to grow. But if you want to have a loyal audience, a loyal group of people that are going to always watch your stuff and engage with your stuff, because to me, that's the most important thing, then evergreen is the most important thing. There are, you know, I, I try, I'm not saying that I don't ever do anything crazy, but most of the stuff that I do is relevant five years ago, and it'll be relevant five years from now. Really? As long as it's out there, it should be pretty relevant. Um, because that right there for me is my goal is not to grow to a million subscribers. My, my goal is to grow however big that I grow, but I bring the people along with me, and we have discussions, and, and we're, we're, it, it's a team thing. So, I mean, you know, there are people out there that are just strictly looking to get big. And there are people that are actually trying to make a difference. And it depends on what your goals are. If you're trying to make a difference, evergreen, evergreen, evergreen. If you're trying to just get big, then chase the trends. That's just me. Right. And if you want somewhere in between, right, mix it up a little bit. And, and you can do both. Sure. Uh, you yeah. can do both. And like you, like you said earlier, if, if you're trying to get that quick hit, yeah, you can do a couple here and there. Like if every fourth video is a trend or chasing some kind of a topic, topic or a doomsday, that's cool as long as it's not the majority of your stuff, unless that's just what you want to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, um, you know, the quick hit stuff, you know, like I said before, I mean, we've seen examples, you and I have for sure ghost of people that quick hit and then they end up, ultimately they end up where they started anyway, except for views, right? They rack up a lot of views, but you know, subscriber wise or something like that, uh, they don't. So I, I you know, I want to caveat, what I said about that earlier by saying this, those, those quick hits every now and then, those little boosts every now and then you are going to retain some of those, right? If it's just, if you haven't shifted your format to, let's say you're doing some evergreen stuff, right? You do three evergreen videos and then you do a topic of the day, right? And then it, it gets a boost. Do th- two or three or four more evergreen videos and then try it again don't say, oh, I got a boost and then start cranking out that because that is the, in, would you agree, Ghost? That's sort of where you get into the deal where if, you, if you're if you not wanting to pivot that way, you can force yourself into a corner where potentially you have to pivot that way if you want to keep going. Yeah, I, I think it's one of two things are going to happen. Either you're going to continue doing that well, one of three things. You've already said two of them. So you're going to continue to do that stuff, and you're going to get burned out. And you're going to lose the new subscribers and the old ones because you're just you, they can tell you're burned out. You're not putting anything out. You're just like, oh, man, I don't want to chase this rabbit anymore. 
the biggest one is if you're going to do it periodically, that's cool. But the biggest one you got to keep in mind is if you're going to make that channel switch and you're going to sit there and say, okay, I, I went to try this a couple of times and it hit pretty big and I want to continue to do it because I want to keep growing, then you're going to have to literally make a, a, a pivot in the direction. Because once you get past maybe three or four or five of those videos in a row, that's your new channel, whether you want to admit it or not. That's where you're going. So you got to be real, real cognitive of what you're doing with your channel. Because if you get more right. than two or three of those in a row, then you might as well just go down that rabbit hole. Right. So we've got Cash out there and Artec are, are both bringing up a point. This is not really on my, my bullet point list here, but I think it's important to the conversation. Um, and let me read them for those that may be in the audio world out there. But Cash is saying uh, the ammo hall stuff, uh, he says, does get old. He said he, and he did get burned out. He said he, he reached uh, the end game. I guess he critical mass, he says, with it. He said uh, uh, thousands of rounds online in store. He had no reason to continue ammo halls besides the demand of some of his subscribers. And then Artec, also bringing up, up subs here, says uh, my most viewed video was Cheaper and Dirt. Picked up a lot of subs with that one. And he thinks he still has about three quarters of them. So this speaks a lot to, I hear this all the time that people say, well, I want to do what my subscribers want. Um, we have to let go of the subscriber thing to an extent, right? Um, yes, it's nice to see those numbers grow along with views and watch time and a lot of other metrics. But if you go into your analytics and you look, right, I can promise you 75% plus, and for many of you out there, it's going to be 90% plus of your views come from people that are not subscribed. So by listening to your subscribers, and I get it. I get the loyalty standpoint. I understand. But but be careful listening to the, your subscribers if the subscribers you are listening to, because there's no way you're listening to all your subscribers. If you've got thousands of subscribers, and let's say you've got 15 or 20 subscribers, right, out of two or 3,000 subscribers. Let's say you're a small channel, two or 3,000 subs, and you've got 15 or 20 subscribers that you're like, wow, my subscribers, they're telling me they really love this, but it's the same 15 or 20 people. Those are loyal, loyal viewers to your channel, and they are subscribers, but is what they're telling you does that, is that cohesive? Does that mesh with what you see in your metrics as far as views and watch time and other things? Retention, right? Does that mesh well? Uh, and I'm just saying be careful with that because maybe the viewers, right, are telling you something. Because YouTube is going to, just like we were talking about search and what Rogue brought up earlier, YouTube's smart. And YouTube is throwing your content in front of people it thinks wants to watch it, regardless of whether they're subscribed or not, right? And so is just pay attention to that and make sure that the, that's a two mesh. And don't don't go off on a tangent and say, well, I, you know, I had I've got two or three thousand subs, 20 people say I should be doing this or more of this. Does that mean you don't do more of that? No, I'm not saying dismiss what those loyal viewers want continue to put out some of that content you know try it here and there see how it you know how everything works out i'm all for 
um, experimentation and, and trying new things when it comes to your channel. All I'm saying is be mindful because there, there is a difference between your viewership and your subscribership. Just because they click that button don't does not mean they're actually watching your videos or even you know all of your videos or even some of your videos. They might not watch but one video of, of that you put out at I remember five or six or something like that. So um, let's run that one through the panel. Ghost, I'll I'll uh, kick it off with you. Before I do that though, uh, Danny out there, four ninety nine super chat says thanks for the great content, much appreciated. Thanks for the super chat. Danny has thrown a couple down in the last. Uh, little bit so i want to make this suggestion i don't mind the super chats uh i don't mind the channel memberships i don't mind all of the other stuff on the youtube side of things but um keep in mind that if you're throwing out more than 10 or 12 dollars a a uh a year <laughs> in super chats and all we've got patreon which you get all kinds of cool perks you get all kinds of extra content that Literally, you can be a Patreon patron for as little as twelve bucks a year. So just keep that in mind. I don't. I, I appreciate anything and everything, but I want folks to get the most bang for their buck when they spend their money. And that doesn't that that regardless of whether they're supporting the channel here, supporting another channel, or buying gear out there. Uh, I think I, I make that pretty evident with a lot of the videos I put out. I want you to get the most bang for the buck. So uh, if anybody's out there and they're and they're considering that. Just give it a thought because if you if you're thinking, well, you know, every week he's on, I'll throw down a five dollar super chat or something. Yeah, three of those, and you could have been a Patreon patron for a year and uh, and up that game. So let's go to you, Ghost, and so let's backtrack. Uh, R4 Mississippi out there says he's eighty three percent is his non uh, subscriber. Yeah, like I said, I think you're going to find almost every firearm related channel is going to be easily seventy five percent plus um but yeah let's talk about the subscribe non-subscribe that is an element and so you know what are your thoughts as far as when people when you hear somebody say well my subscribers want this so i'm going to pivot and go this direction um good thing bad thing got to be careful what, what are your thoughts on that well i think a lot of it comes down to let's, let's tackle the subscribers and all that so i'll ask and this no offense to anybody out there but the only ones that I really will take guidance from uh, as far as channel direction are my patrons or channel members. And, and I'll ask, I'll put a poll out there. Sometimes I'll ask them, Hey, you know, I, I do one last December. Hey, for the upcoming year, what kind of, what kind of videos do you want to see up there? And, and they'll let me know. And, and, and that's what I'll do. Mostly I'll, I'll have an idea of what I want to do. And I'll probably, let's say I have four things I want to do. Well, I'm going to do all four of those throughout the year. But I want to ask them ones that are in, literally invested, but more vested into not invested, but vested into the, the channel, what they like to see because those are the ones that um, they do they do matter to me. More importantly, when it comes down to the uh, the viewer rate of subscribers, not subscribed. Mine, I think we looked at it earlier. Mine's at ninety four percent is non not subscribed. Mm -hmm. Which is a good thing. Uh, it doesn't mean that they won't subscribe. It just means when they when they saw it the first time, they were not subscribed. And what you're looking at is that is part of what you're talking about with search. If you're not doing the search game, then these 94% of the people will never see your content. Mm -hmm. So the ones that are out there saying that tags, titles, thumbnails don't matter, 
they may not matter as much as some of them might not matter as much as they used to, but they all matter in a collective group. Uh-huh. Because if you're not doing any of them right, then you're going to be relying on that subscribership to only yep. be the ones that watch your videos. You're yep. never going to grow. So yes, it's extremely important. Yep. And, uh, and that does segue us into this next part where we're, we're going to get into those nuts and bolts of uh, titles, tags, thumbnails, sharing, promotion, cross-platform, uh, and a bunch of other things. Before that, they'll bring Rogue in. And yeah, just get your thoughts on subscribers versus non-subscribers and, and how that might play a role in what we're talking about. Well, I mean, you know, we talked about subscribers. I, my subscriber rate, uh, my non-subscriber rate is 96.3. Uh, I was just pulling it up on my, my dashboard here. Um, you know, if you don't need to be a subscriber to watch my content. So if you're not a subscriber, that I'm fine with that. You know, um, you know, watch my content. I, I, I might not have everything you're looking for, but if I have one thing, that's great. As for, you know, where the channel goes, it's kind of what I want to do. Um, yeah, I, I get some suggestions here and there. There's some comments that come in from viewers, and um, I'll listen to them. And if it sounds like something I want to do, uh, I'll try to figure out how to work it into the rotation. Mm-hmm. Right. So getting uh, out there in the chat. So I'm going to back and forth out there with uh, Danny. JCSA is out there. So, yeah, Ghost kind of segue this into the nuts and bolts so if you're out there you're not you're wondering okay well so i've got my evergreen content i'm you know talking about the specs on this particular rifle or how it performs or maybe this ammunition or holster or whatever it might be you know what do i need to be doing what do i need to be concerned with as far as being able to catch those search waves right how does my surfboard need to be need to be set up uh and i've got Several things here. I've got titles. I've got tags. And are they even relevant uh, is a thing you'll get. Uh, we mentioned, uh, somebody mentioned Think Media uh, earlier, Sean Connell. You're going to hear from a lot of the big, um, at least at least the clickbait titles and stuff like that. If you actually get into the the creator helpers and the creator sphere you know, underlying deal, it's, it's a much different story. But... You know, you'll hear a lot that tags don't matter anymore, right? Uh, and YouTube has never said that. Um, so we we'll want to get into that for sure. Uh, how do thumbnails play a game, play in the game, how to sharing and promotion and cross-platform. We're going to hit on all those. So titles and tags and thumbnails. We're going to separate two because one kind of has to do with off-platform. The other kind of has to do with on-platform, maybe with the exception of the tags. So titles. Um, Roll Call, which you know, I heart Roll Call, by the way, for those that don't know. But, uh, yeah, Roll Call was on uh, ranting. <laughs> I think it was last – was it last night? I think it was last night. I think he does those on Wednesday yeah. nights. Wednesday night, yeah. And he, he – boy, he was all up on chills and other stuff. And he's like – he was talking about and, – and this may be a little bit out of context, but I'm still going to use it as, as an example because it's relevant when we're talking about titles. Uh, it was relevant to our conversation anyway, but he was talking about how he'd seen a channel and this flashlight was the best flashlight ever, right? And then a few months later, dude puts out another video and now this other flashlight is the best flashlight ever, right? So that's clickbait, right? I, I don't, I think it's unfair to see a title or maybe that's 
best ever or something in a thumbnail and automatically go to shill somebody being unhonest, dishonest, right? I think you really have to get into the meat or the or the content, right? Because there's a lot of things out there that are in thumbnails and titles that's clickbait. You know, it's not really untrue. Maybe that's the best flashlight for a specific purpose. And in that video, they get into what the specific purpose is because everyday carry is going to be a different flashlight than maybe for camping, than maybe for uh, working on your car for automotive use, right? You could have three different flashlights and say they're the best, but they're the best for what? They're the best for a specific thing, right? Um, it's not an all-encompassing thing. So it's kind of clickbaity in a way, but it's not misleading depending again, depending on the context of the, the video. So with titles, there's a couple of things uh, that you want to look into. Uh, obviously, you need that element of intrigue. And I'm going to lump this both together with titles and thumbnails. Titles and thumbnails, you need an element of intrigue uh, with both of these because that's what gonna, is going to get the person to click, right? Uh, clicks translates into views and views eventually we hope will translate into subscribers. Um, so you got to have that, but you also got to have, if you just put a title that said the best flashlight ever. Okay. From a search standpoint, that's going to suck because do you know how many videos out there say the best flashlight ever? A lot of them, right? So you need that element of intrigue in your title, and then you need what is going to hit in the search, which is specific things, right? So the specific model of flashlight, maybe even a specific thing that you do with a flashlight. And I, I don't know why we're hung on flashlights right now, but hopefully you get my point. It could be anything that we're talking about. So instead of the best flashlight ever, um, how about the Streamlight XYZ, the best flashlight for everyday carry, the best flashlight for your vehicle, let's say, right? Um, and so now you've taken that and you've gave you've taken what was just clickbaity, and now you've given it specific search terms, right? So somebody is searching for the best flashlight ever, let's say, or the best flashlight. Well, they could potentially, you could potentially pop up. You could. Um, but let's say it's the, the Streamlight XYZ best handheld flashlight for your vehicle. Well, best flashlight for your vehicle? Somebody could be looking for that. Somebody could be just looking for a flashlight for their vehicle, to carry in their vehicle. They could be looking for just a handheld flashlight. They could be looking for that specific model of streamlight. And guess what? You're able to hit on all of that with a title. Now, it's been said over and over that YouTube is able to read text within the thumbnails. Um YouTube hasn't come out and said this directly, but there's a lot of people, um, and especially when you get into not the topic for tonight, but when you get into community guidelines and monetization and policy and a lot of other things that believe this too. Um, that's why uh, when we talk about your thumbnails and if you have text to make sure that it's, it's easily readable um, because that can actually help boost you as well. So having those little, mm, what is the word? Those little tidbits, those little teasers, those little things in thumbnails as well 
can help. But like I said, ultimately, thumbnails is about that's the gateway. That's the doorway. That's the thing that gets somebody captivates their attention, really, and gets them in. Titles is where it's going to be um, in this situation. Anyway, dealing with uh, thumbnails and titles that really hits on that uh, on that search. So we got a couple things out here before we we go to Rogue and Ghost about uh, titles and and uh, yeah, I guess thumbnails to an extent. Um, Artac out there's my channel done a lot uh, better after you start adding thumbnails to it. Uh, after you guys reviewed the channel, he started doing good thumbnails, went back, uh, thumb down some of the older videos. So he changed some. Yes, uh, don't be afraid to experiment with thumbnails on older videos. I do it all the time as, as newer videos. As older videos, I see a, a surge in search traffic older videos a lot of times i'll change the thumbnail right i'll update it somehow um just so it because my old thumbnail game is not as good as my new thumbnail game right and so that way if they're getting served with maybe some of the older content if that's popping up because i'm getting search traffic i know that youtube's showing it a little love when it pops up it's got a more consistent look with the channel right um so dj play nice got a question he says so is like share subscribe better than sub short term we're gonna we're gonna hit on that so uh, i'm gonna put a pin in that one for right now we're gonna get to that when we get into the sharing promotion and, and cross-platform for sure without a doubt um ghost i'm gonna bring you in first here and yeah when we talk about about titles and thumbnails we'll hit on tags here in just a minute because that's what i think that's a whole topic in and of itself um but when we're talking about titles and thumbnails specifically, um, you know, what are your thoughts on being able to take full advantage of uh, search with those? No, it, it's tags are important, and and I know that you and I disagree to some extent on this. Um, you don't hold tags as important as I do, but I don't hold them as the great regard. Um, but I think they are important still. But thumbnail and title, and they work together. Uh, you, uh, let's, just, let's just say this you should allow them to work together they shouldn't be the exact same thing the thumbnail should be an extension of the title but the title itself i think as far as search terms you know utilize that to get the product or you know whatever that is but yes those search terms in your title are incredibly important to to get those because without that good title then your thumbnail is not going to be relevant and your tags are probably not going to be relevant. So I think the title of itself is probably the most important to really nail when it comes to when you do that video. Like when I do a video, like before I even shoot it, like when it's on the whiteboard and I'm deciding, okay, I want to do this, I'm already coming up with a title probably before I even shoot it. Now that title can change after I shoot it, uh, especially if the product performed better or worse than I thought it would or whatever. But I've got an idea from the very beginning of what the title is going to be. And then everything else kind of falls into place from there. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a good point. And I think that, uh, you know, whether we're talking, man, a lot of big name creators uh, out there, and certainly a lot of creator helpers and other people, um, they, they will say by and large that you should know your title do your have your title and your thumbnail before you ever even start shooting for your video. You should have an idea. Maybe you got multiple versions or multiple ideas, but that's something that you need to be thinking about before you ever even start, before you ever even turn on a camera. 
have kind of an idea of what, you know, I know what my video, I want my video to be about what, you know, what's going to be best right off the jump, right? Which is the title and thumbnail to convey that message. Um, Rogue, before we, we jump into tags here for just a minute, um, yeah, your thoughts on on titles and thumbnails in uh, relation to, to search, which is what we're talking about. Uh, you know, one of the big things that, that I like, um, not that I follow it all the time, because sometimes I just can't work it into the content I'm working, but I, I like to work with questions in, um, in my titles, because now that we're getting, you know, a lot of the content is being seen on mobile. And now we have voice search on our mobile platforms mm -hmm. where, you know, go back to the flashlight. We have that no. on on uh, browser as well now in YouTube. Yeah, just so you know. Yeah. So you know, if we go back to that flashlight, is um, work your work your title into a question. You know, is this the best flashlight for my truck, mm -hmm. or or something like that? Mm -hmm. um, it adds a little bit of intrigue, but it also gets into kind of natural language, right? Of the way people talk. So right. um, those are kind of the things, even, even if you're, you know, you have the number two search engine being fed by the number one search engine as well. Right. So when, when people are typing in a question in, in Google, you know, what's the best flashlight for, you know, whatever, EDC, mm -hmm. they're going to put that question in there. You'll even see videos. And if you've time coded your videos correctly, it'll even take you right to that section of that video. Mm -hmm. So definitely try to work uh, work questions into those titles, and I can get into other things later when we when we bring them up. Where to right. bring that in again? All right. Um, yeah, that's a great segue. Both of y'all have done great with with segueing this. Y'all, you would think that Ghost and Rogue has my notes here and all of my bullet points, but they don't. I don't. At least I don't think. I don't think I'm screen sharing or. Uh, that, that I let the cat out of the bag here, but yeah, they've segued great, which is, is awesome because we're going to hit on, on tags now. And this plays into the number one, number two search engines tags. While they're not as relevant as they used to be for YouTube search, um, they are super relevant when it comes to search engine results. Google, DuckDuckGo, really doesn't matter. Um, they're super important. Tags, nobody sees the tags unless you've got a plug-in like TubeBuddy or VidIQ or something like that. You can't see what tags some people have. Um, but those tags are picked up by search engines and things. And so Google right now is really preferring to show people videos when they when they type in a search result. They want to throw up a YouTube video. Why? Because that's a property under Alphabet. It just all makes sense, right? Uh, and the world's going more to that than it is reading. And, and, um, and you know, that reading is, is old school. I think we all, I mean, when was the last time you bought a magazine, right? Uh, or read a newspaper. Uh, and some of, some of us do it. Some of us still do that on a daily basis, sure. But I'm just saying the world's moving more to the, the visual, the, the interactive, the video, that, that side of things. And so it stands to reason why Google would want to do that. So while YouTube weighs a lot of different factors and tags is 
no longer at the top of the list, mainly because that could be, and, and I'll get into this, tags historically on YouTube um, could be manipulated. Uh, and, and people still try to do it. Can't tell you the number. Again, get vidIQ, get TubeBuddy, get those plugins, and look at some of these videos that people put Hickok 45 or Demolition Ranch. <laughs> Demo hits kids. And anyway, look at these big channels, Warrior Poet Society, whatever it might be, right? Uh, the Gun Collective, that they're using those names in their tags thinking that that's going to help them, right? Um, you might as well put Miley Cyrus or Lady Gaga or, or whatever, uh, nude photos of Kim Kardashian or something, but uh, you'll be surprised at some of the weird tags you see in videos and people are doing that simply because they think that's going to help them. Um, so it will help you, but here's the thing. Those tags have to be consistent. It's going to, the way that this tech works is YouTube scans the closed captioning, right? And so when that's, ported over to Google through the search and all of this stuff on the internet is going on. Um, it's able to relate your tags with what's being said in the video, at least to some extent. I've got, you know, Texas redneck uh, vernacular, so it misunderstands me a lot, I'm sure. Uh, but it, it tries to match all of that up. And if something just doesn't seem right, I mean, you're a straight up firearm channel. It can kind of tell uh, YouTube can with kind of what niche you fall into. And if you're putting crap in there that has absolutely nothing to do with niche, especially if you're putting other channel names and stuff in there, um, you, you're just wasting time typing on a keyboard to put that stuff in there. So what I'm saying is tags, not as relevant for YouTube as they used to be, but I think maybe more relevant now for search engines and stuff than they used to be. And the importance to have great specific tags uh, is there as well, not trash tags, right? So there's a couple of trains of thoughts on that. We talked about the putting Miley, Britney Spears was a big thing once upon a time. Every video, pe people put Britney Spears. This when she saved her head, I think, was going crazy. But every video, everybody uploaded, put Britney Spears in the tags, thinking that, you know what I'm saying? And so, and there's there's all kinds of modern topics and politics and everything else that people are doing nowadays because they think it helps. It doesn't. So throw the, that idea out. Get away from that. It's pointless. A waste of your time. The other thing that is a waste of your time in the context of the Streamlight XYZ handheld flashlight, people will go in and they'll put Streamlight as a tag or they'll put flashlight as a tag. They get hung up on these one word things, right? And so what you need to be focused on is you need to be focused on these compound tags, these what we call compound tags or long tail tags, right? That are a little more pointed and a little more specific because tags are going to be what holds search weight, right? Because again, tied into those search engines and everything else. And so while you could put flashlight in there, good Lord, you're up against any and every flashlight out there, period, piece of content, regardless that has to do with a flashlight, right? So while you could potentially get a piece of the pie. It's a really, 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 really big pie. And there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of pieces. So you're not going to get, you're not going to get a lot off of that most likely, right? It's going to be 
uh, high search, obviously, flashlight. It's going to be high search, but it's going to be super low. I mean, uh, it's also going to be super high competition to the point that it really doesn't matter if it's high search, right? So what you want to do is, is tailor that down. So handheld flashlight would work better. Streamlight handheld flashlight would work better. Streamlight XYZ model flashlight would work better. Um, flashlight for your vehicle, flashlight for EDC, flashlight, you know, which flashlight is best, best flashlight, uh, uh, best flashlight for money, for the money, right? Long tail tags, use multiple words and kind of narrow those tags down. People get hung up on this idea of one word tags. That's probably the most common thing you see nowadays. You don't really see the trash tag stuff um, that much anymore anyway. But these little one word tags, they're just, they're a waste. They really are. Uh, unless you're a huge channel or unless it's something so far out and I can't even think of anything offhand. If you're out there in the live chat, you could think of something that maybe you're doing. Uh, for me, I can think about like, um, I know Gerson, the Gerson uh, firearms that I've done on the channel do real good. And I do rank for Gerson, right? But again, Gerson is not Smith & Wesson, right? Or Colt. You know, if I put that in a tag, I'm not getting any traction because there's way more of that getting searched. They're way more out there. There's way more people that have produced content for that, right? So tailor those long tail tags. We talked about being specific in the title, having a good structured title. Do the same thing with your tags uh, and make sure we haven't talked about the description, but the description goes hand in hand with the tags as well. Um, so when we talk about your title tags and your description, make sure that there's consistency throughout there. So some of the same words that appear in your titles, and your descriptions, make sure they show up in your tags and, and vice versa. You can only work so much into your title. So try to pick the best, right, for your title, but then work that around in your, in your tags as well. So as far as use of uh, tags, the way that you tag stuff and then your thoughts on how they, they help as far as search goes, Rogue, I'm going to kick it off with you. Um, what do you, what do you say? Well, first of all, it took me a while to figure out long tail tags. Uh, I, I like long tail tags now that I understand what they are, especially since I like to play the game of asking a question. Um, if you can have, you know, what's the best flashlight for EDC? Um, and if you have that in your tags as well, um, you know, the two are, start, are starting to play with each other. So now YouTube sees that term twice. It sees it in your title, it sees it in your tags. Now it's gonna start taking that a little more serious. Plus from what I understand is in that long tail tag of what's the best flashlight for EDC, if someone types in flashlight EDC, it also starts saying, hey, these two, these two words are in this tag as well. Mm -hmm. So it, you kind of you kind of double dip when you get a long tail tag because if somebody only types in part of your tag, you're still going to get a little bit of hit off of that. So definitely play yep. um, play with that long tail tag. One thing I try to do with my tags, um, you already mentioned that you know YouTube is is watching through the um, the closed captioning, you know as as you're uploading, it's 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 doing your closed captioning for you. If you have your if you've figured out your tags beforehand and you've worked your tags 
into what you've actually said, it's just saw it just saw your tag for the third time because now it's in your title, it's in your tags, and it's in your closed captioning. So you can kind of game the system a little bit that way as well. Right. Uh, Ghost. Well, there's there's an aspect that Rogue, I think he probably does it, but he's not giving himself credit for it. Tripling the keywords is title, description, and tags. So if you're not putting that question, especially if it's going to be your title, that question, you're using it as a tag, always put that in the description as well because that's a triple keyword. And they look at the title, the first couple lines of your description, and the tags before they worry about the closed captioning. The closed captioning could actually be the fourth, but they're looking for tripled keywords. So if you're going to put a question, let's say Streamlight uh, XYZ, is it the best EDC flashlight? Well, I'm also going to put that same title in my description. And I'm also going to put that kind of title, break it up into a couple of different things into the tags as well, like Streamlight XYZ. And then have another tag is, is this the best EDC flashlight? Now you're tripling the keywords before it even moves on to the closed captioning. So if you're not utilizing those tags and keywords, some of those keywords in your description as well, especially in the first probably 200 uh, characters in your description, then you're really missing out because they do value the description as well. They want it to be concise. They want it to be consistent all the way through. And they're going to reward you, theoretically, they're going to reward you for trying to put those keywords to where that e easily for them to catalog, saying if someone's looking for Streamlight XYZ or someone's looking for best EDC flashlight and you're consistently putting triple keywords in, then you're probably going to get a bump just from that, from actually taking the time and the effort to do that. So don't ever, not talking to you, Rogue, but in general, everybody out there, don't forget to put some of those keywords in your title, in your tags, but also in your description as well. Mm -hmm. Now, before we move on to tags, something that I don't do nearly as much anymore, um, but I used to. Um, and, you know, my, my channel is, is, is old enough, I think, at this point. Um, and then with thumbnails being recognizable and the name and, and a lot of other things, I don't worry about it too much. But, you know, if you're starting out and if you're early on, I think one thing that you um, you possibly could um could do is make sure that if you've got a vanity url in other words uh whatever youtube.com slash let's say clovertack right um which i think mine is actually clovertack pro um because there's another clover there's a clover tech or something anyway it's a, like a japanese gaming channel or some crap anyway um but I want to say my vanity URL is, is you'll have to go to, if you go to clovertack.com and click on it, yeah, it'll, it'll show you what it is. I don't even know. Um, but I think it's clovertack pro. Uh, and then obviously clovertack, right? Um, so for the longest, I put those as tags. Now, how does that help you? Well, that helps you a little bit if you've got a situation where people go in and I pretty much tell folks this, if you, type clobertack into the into the youtube search and probably even it works for google although i haven't really played around with it uh if you go in and type clobertack and then whatever subject or firearm or ammunition or whatever odds are if i've got a video on that it's going to show up 
right? So if somebody is looking for a, a specific video from a specific channel, having that into their tags can can help to bring that up right to the top. Um, another thing that it can help with that not so much anymore, but I think that there it's still worth putting it in there, especially for smaller channels is the recommendations on the side. So somebody's watching a video and they get their recommendations, having your channel in the tags. And then obviously most people have that in their description somewhere as well. Um, that could help. There's some evidence, some, I'm not saying it's mission critical, but there's some evidence that that can actually help for more of your content to show up in the recommendations on your own videos. So just something to keep in mind. So DJ play nice, kind of the, the last thing we're going to talk about here is, is, and we shifted that way as we talked about tags and how they're relevant to search engines and Google. Now we're kind of talking about some off platform, right? Stuff. So we're going to talk about sharing promotion, cross platform, probably hit on that maybe all at once. Um, but DJ up there, uh, he was asking, you know, does subscribe, is subscribe as important as the likes and the shares and the comments and stuff like that? Um, according to YouTube's train of thought with most of the documentation they put out there and they talked about stuff, um, I'm going to say to put it in terms of what is most beneficial for a channel, um, I think sharing comes first. I think sharing is going to get you the most. That's going to help the channel the most is if you share that video, hands down, bar none, by a country mile, that is going to be the best thing you can do. Uh, and it's the thing people talk about probably the least. They talk about liking and subscribing and hitting the bell and a lot of other stuff, but very seldom does anybody say anything about sharing. Um, and it's a commitment to share a video. I get it. Totally get it. Um, it's probably the thing that's done the least. It's talked about the least, and there's a reason why. But as far as how much it can benefit a channel, um, definitely by far, uh, it can it can be the best. And so that's why I've been a big advocate of using our um, community tabs on YouTube and actually sharing videos from some of our fellow creators. Uh, maybe things that align, hopefully things that align with our channel. That works better if you, in other words, if you've got a video on, let's say a 10 millimeter uh, on your channel and you see one of your colleagues, one of our colleagues out there has got that a video on a 10 millimeter, you share that to your community tab, right? And say, hey, I, you know, I had a video on some 10 millimeter stuff. If you enjoyed that, maybe you like this one from, from this person, right? So that would be sharing in another sense. Uh, but I think sharing by leaps and bounds, right? Um, then we got uh, like, subscribe, and comment. Uh, I think that Subscribe comes in behind uh, viewing and watch time and all that without a doubt, right? So that's let's put that on a shelf all, all on its own because that's a totally different situation. Obviously, that matters. But when we're talking about subscribe, like, and comment, I think subscribe probably comes next. And like I said, country mile between it and sharing. But subscribe, I think, comes next. Comment, believe it or not, I think is a fairly close second. And likes are almost completely irrelevant. Likes or dislikes, because honestly, it makes no difference which one, right? Um, so 
look at it in terms of commitment, right? What commitment wise, what does it require? Um, and so sharing, obviously, for the viewer is more of a commitment. So, yes, it holds more weight. Um, sub subscribing and commenting requires an account and being signed in. So it holds weight. Likes, on the other hand, random, anonymous. Nobody even knows who's doing them. You can't go in and look and see who liked and disliked and all that kind of stuff. And so they don't hold a lot of weight. Um, so with that, we'll save the cross platform um, here and we'll hit on that after I run this one through the panel. But let's run through the panel and let's talk about that idea of, first of all, DJ's question. We'll, we'll roll that into this is you know, sharing, subscribing, liking, what is commenting? What is the most important, do you think? Uh, and then when we're talking about the sharing and uh, promotion specifically, right, being able to share that stuff out there, um, yeah, what kind of weight does it hold? Uh, Rogue, we'll start this one off with you. Sorry, can you repeat that? I was reading a comment from G that I think we answered a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Right. Well, let's uh, let's hit that real quick. Talking about G23, right? Yeah. Um, so he says, uh, at what point do you suggest releasing a Patreon account on your channel? Um, as soon as possible. Yesterday. Always, always going to be, yeah. Yes, Ghost says yesterday. Rogue, chime in. Uh, I'll, I'll one up Ghost and say last week. There you go. Uh, yeah. Because here's the thing. Even if you've only got 10 subscribers, you don't know that five of them would not become a Patreon person. So, you know, you don't know. You don't know. So get it up there. That's also going to get you, before you start getting a lot of patrons, that will get you familiar with how Patreon works and setting it up. And you don't got to rush. Like, you know, you've, now you've got a thousand subscribers and you've actually had people ask you about Patreon. And then now you got to try to go over and figure it out. You've already got it in play. So, you know, even if you, aren't able to siphon people over there uh, as you grow eventually. I mean, a certain percentage probably be a very small percentage. That's usually the case, but a certain percentage are going to, are going to ask, or they're going to see that you have that linked on your YouTube channel or in the description or whatever it might be. So, uh, yeah. So back to Rogue. Um, so first of all, DJ's question, uh, this is this, we're going to ghost you because there's two really here, but DJ's question in, um, what really holds more weight, do you think? The uh, subscribe, the share, the comment, or the like? Uh, and then just your thoughts on sharing and that how that can help when we're talking about, you know, search and, and getting things out there in general. Sure. So um, I definitely share, I think, is the biggest. Because um, when, when something gets shared, you're, you're actually um, – you're actually crossing over, a, you can cross over a different platform because if you launch your own video, you can go to your own video and click share and share to Facebook, share to Twitter and all kinds of stuff. So that way you can, po you can post your, com your content to other platforms really quick that way. Uh -huh. um, so that way you can kind of work those platforms to get your video um, some attention. Uh, on the other side of it is, is if someone shares your content um, they're telling the people that, that they either have either watch them or if they're not a content creator, they're friends of, mm -hmm. Hey, go check this out. 
Um, so I definitely think share is is the biggest. Uh, I would say comment is next because mm -hmm. comments kind of, you, you, you're starting a dialogue uh, with people. You know, I actually have dialogue with, with, you know, viewers of mine through the comments. You know, they ask questions that maybe I didn't cover in the video or, or something I didn't even think of. Um, you know, I, I have a video, uh, I have a video that gets a lot of comments that I did a couple of years ago of, they're like, Hey, instead of doing it this way, you could do it this way. And I'm like, I, I never even thought about that. Right. Um, so it, it's really cool to see some different points of views. And there's a whole bunch of comments where people are talking to each other about that, that process. So you're gaining some, um, you're gaining some views, you're gaining some traction, um, and people are, are engaging with that video. So I, I definitely think comments, um, comments next, uh, subscribe, uh, you know, I, I, I prefer you to subscribe, but if you don't, that's that I'm okay with that too. You know, I, you know, um, it's, it subscribes, not the end all be all I'd rather you engage with the rest of the audience than subscribe. Um, and then thumbs up, thumbs down. You know, when I first started, I got so upset about a thumbs down. I could care less now. You know, thumb, thumb that thing down all you want. I, I really don't care. It's not, it's not going to really hurt me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've, I've had comments where people are like, I don't understand why someone would thumb down this video. And I'm like, hey, they're just, they, they could just also be just an a-hole too. Um, you know? it, it's so easy to do, right? Yeah. Um, it's easy to do. It requires absolutely no yep. commitment or, you know, anything else. Um, and yeah, you know, you brought cross platform into, into it here. And so, um, yeah, I mean, keep in mind that when we're talking about the cumulative effect of search, right, the more platforms that video is on, the more platforms that video is shared to, um, blog posts, your website, forums, you name it, right? As the internet does its searches for all of those different terms and things you're using, right? Tags and, and different terms in your titles and, and things like that. It starts putting that together. It realizes, especially if you've got consistency with your channel name across all of those platforms, those searches see that. And then so somebody can do a search term and you might not only dominate the number one spot, you may dominate the whole first page. It just may be on a different platform on each of those links. Right. And so you're almost guaranteed somebody's going to click on your stuff that way. So um, that's where cross platform comes into play. And, and I'm glad Rogue mentioned that. So ghost, bring it down to ghost. And um, yeah, same thing. Um, most, the most bestest, you know, thing, sharing, subscribe, comment, like, uh, and then when we're talking about sharing promotion and the idea of cross-platform and how it can help with uh, search, what are your thoughts? I think it really depends on what your goal is for the channel. Um, we know that there are content creators out there that could care less about having a discussion in a comment section. Uh, we know that there are people, many people, that will never, ever reply to a comment ever. So they're probably after the subscribe. That All they care about is the subscribe button. If you um, care about having that engagement and that discussion, 
than the comment section. So I think that those are, you know, tied mm-hmm. for second behind share. Share is the biggest. We've been saying that for a long, long time. Right. Um, but it depends which way to go is what you want for your channel. If you want to get subscribers and you don't care about the discussion, then subscribe. Is if you, if you really are more intrigued about the conversation, then the comment section is much more important than the subscribe button. I right. think we've all kind of all agreed that the like or dislike is whatever. Um, I, I, it'd be interesting though. If YouTube start allowing to see the content creators to see who dislike the video, people may not dislike it because they're anonymous at this point. It'd be interesting to see would you still get the thumbs down if they were notified that, hey, so-and-so knows you do dislike this video. That'd be hilarious. I don't It'll never happen, but that'd be, well, be hilarious. Or even a mouse over, right? Like, like you had to be logged in to do it. And like Facebook, right? You can click on your Facebook post and it'll tell you who smiley faced, who laughed, who angry faced, exactly. who hearted. Yep. It'll tell yep. you each of those, right? So even a system like that where you could mouse over or you could do something. Now that's with the with as much it goes on, on on YouTube and much as already goes on, I don't know how likely that is to happen. And I'm gonna say very unlikely because YouTube is almost to the point they're ready to drop the thumbs up, thumbs down system anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's but, not even something that we care about. I, I think all everyone would agree that the thumbs up and thumb down is the last yeah. thing we care about. So, yeah. but you you make a great point that, um, and, and that's what I said too. That you know, I think, I think that 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 the comments and the subscribe are kind of right there, uh, in, in a distant second and third, but right there, um, kind of together and. It, it does. It does sort of depend because we all know the more subscribers you get, the faster you appear to grow, right? Typically, um, and and up until a certain point, right? Uh, and that's assuming that you don't stray too wildly or get too crazy with what you're with what you're doing, right? If you, you know, take a hard left turn with your content or something like that, all all bets are off. Or you know, if you're do- doing something that's extremely niche specific or it it hinges on popular culture things that aren't popular anymore for example if you had a fidget spinner channel right um you know something like that yeah could be um uh, yeah could be the case so we're going to uh we're gonna start winding down but uh papa out there uh is not on the panel tonight so i'm a little bit discouraged at that hopefully he's doing well though um he says as a monetized channel how likely are allowing mid-roll ads uh are going to increase your chance of getting suggested so um yeah so the more ads you got it's definitely going to help now youtube will tell you most likely that monetization and ads has nothing to do with it. Um, and there's a really big contention between YouTube saying that and the vast majority of creators that can give them show data that would say otherwise. So I don't, I don't think YouTube's lying, but I do think that you've got elements of YouTube. I know this is the case. No, there's no one all-powerful per- person sitting in a chair 
uh, petting on a on a hairless cat, you know, bald guy that's cackling and running the whole show. The vast majority of people that work for the YouTube platform, they know their little department and their team, and they know very little outside of that, right? So, um, I think that's that's what you deal with when you've got people that go, oh, it, it has no effect. I don't think that's true. Uh, and I think that from their perspective with their specific teams, it has no effect. But with everything in the YouTube ecosphere, um, I think it, it does have a lot of effect. And it would make it would make sense. Now, Papa says suggested. And so we got to remember, we're talking about search, suggestion, and browse. Okay, let's let's make sure that we're real clear when we talk about the three. Because we started off talking about that, and maybe we lost people that come in late, right? Um, search is somebody goes, they type in a term into the search, and how likely is your video to come up? Suggestion is the video that is suggested you're watching something and something is suggested the up next, the whatever on the right hand side. Right. Uh, and then browse, which is what YouTube serves through somebody's homepage. And the answer, my answer to that anyway, Papa is that ding, ding, ding on all three. That's going to help on, on all three. Um, not only is it going to help on all three, but uh, let's be honest, the more ads you have in there, the more money you're going to make on that as far as ad revenue. Right. And I know money in YouTube is this dirty little thing that nobody likes to talk about, you know, or when they do, they say, Oh, I'm not making any money or, Oh, I don't care if I make money or everybody's got their own way of thinking with it. Right. But it is a thing. And some people do want to, earn that ad revenue on uh, on YouTube. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's advertisers wanting to pay to advertise on somebody's video. So, yeah. Um, so, anyway, Guns and Barbecue says, does having a discussion in the comments help the analytics at all? He means the algorithm, not the analytics. Um, the answer to that, and I think, and I'll let Rogue and, and Ghost hit on that, uh, but as far as my research tells and as far as I know, Yes, the more because the more comments you can get, and it really has nothing to do with the conversation. It could be a nonsense conversation, literally. You could have people that go in and just gibberish back and forth, right? Um, I think there's a couple of different aspects. First of all, it's time frame. So how many how many comments has it got in a short amount of time that the video's been up? I think that's a factor. Uh, from everything I can tell. Uh, second of all is unique comments. In other words, unique people to the conversation. Because otherwise you could manipulate the game, right? So there's got to be an element of uniqueness with it that, you know, you don't send two people in that just back and forth, back and forth with hundreds and hundreds of comments back and forth, right? Um, you know, I think on a small scale, yes, that that may help. Uh, but I think that it's more a factor of how quickly and how unique. Uh, but definitely, if you if you're able to hit on both of those factors, uh, I think comments comments can help analytically with the algorithm. Is kind of what he's asking. Uh, yeah, I think if you hit both of those factors, uh, I think it can help tremendously. And I think there's plenty of evidence to show that. Uh, Rogue, what do you think on comments helping with uh, the the video analytics from an algorithm standpoint? 
Uh, yeah, I think video um, comments in the video definitely help. I think, like you said, comments in the video from early launch helps a video launch faster and get more views and, and hit the algorithm faster. But um, on your evergreen content, you might have a complete discussion that hits a year later mm-hmm. that that bumps that video into the algorithm because you know that video might be a sleeper and then all of a sudden some people are having some problems with a gun or whatever right and then that video becomes popular because now people are talking about it mm-hmm. and they're searching for it and it'll help it um, yeah you know but like if you get like one comment a month, it's not going to help a lot. It's not going to help a right. lot. Right. Yeah. It's going to have to, like I said, it's going to be a time, have to be a timing issue for sure. And then well, uniqueness as well. Cause if you get like the same two people having a conversation on that video, it's not yeah. really going to help either. Well, and, and just realize that comments on a video could be the indication of a wave. Well, the also, yes, it could. Um, if you all of a sudden you start getting comments, but the, but the, Second thing, the one I wanted to hit on, too, is that obviously if you're getting a comment on the video, you're getting a view because yeah. they had to go there and it had to play for them to comment or they're probably commenting or, because they watched a specific thing yeah. there, right? Or they not have a always, question about it. Not always. We get a lot of comments of people that never watch the video. Um, yeah. yeah, and with that, I'll go down to Ghost. Yeah, as far as comments and how they can help the video from an analytic algorithmic standpoint, what are your thoughts on that? Oh yeah, I mean, that's just that's a given. I mean, it's engagement. It, you have, like you said, you have to be on that video to make a comment. And the more comments that are made, it shows. It, it, and, and I think there probably is right. I think that unique ones are more are weighted heavier. But I think in general, what the comments and the discussion has in the comment section shows, the computer algorithm is that for some reason there's a lot of interest in this video they don't know what they don't know what the discussion's about they don't know why it's happening but all of a sudden there is a lot of interest and people are talking about this video so if nothing else it's going to spark that curiosity for the algorithm Uh right so uh yeah thanks for uh uh gmb out there uh dj g23 papa all had some uh, some good questions tonight that helped us move along. So hopefully, if you're if you're still with us, hopefully you didn't m- miss much at the first, and we kind of give you an idea of if you want to try to dominate that search and and uh, take advantage of the most frequent waves that you can ride to, to views and growing your channel and stuff like that. Um, yeah, this is uh, some of the things potentially you can do to get that done. So like the last few weeks. Uh, y'all haven't been too terribly nasty and disgusting. It's not that dirty in here, but I still have to sweep and pick up the chairs and all that kind of stuff before we lock up the studio. And while I'm getting that done, going to run through the panel. I uh, want to thank uh, Ghost and, and uh, Rogue, obviously, for being here. Everybody out in the live chat, again, thanks. Uh, if you're watching this in the replay, you happen to be, and you've got that live chat out there, type some of these channels in because a lot of these folks out here that listen to studio, they have their own channel. They're doing great things. Make sure that you check them out. If you're on the audio podcast, 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 podcast world. Um, yeah, my apologies. I've mentioned a few names, so maybe jump over to YouTube and try to check them out or just 
uh, as I always say, there's a comment section below. Say, hey, give us some uh, some channels, good channels to go watch because we uh, do some promotion shows just like we did last week uh, and uh, and call out some of those. So, um, yeah, let's do some final thoughts on what we've been discussing. Uh, plugs, if you have them, all that good stuff. And uh, Rogue, we'll kick it off with you. You know, uh, the biggest thing is, is that don't get discouraged. Uh, YouTube is, or, or not only is it YouTube, content creation is a long game. It takes a while to build traction. Sure, some channels build traction faster than the others. Um, it, 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 your time will come. You just need to put the time in. Don't get discouraged. Uh, just, just kind of work through through the program, and uh, and just keep putting content out. Um, the more content you put out, the more. Uh, yeah, the better you're going to be at doing your editing, your presentation, and even being comfortable in front of the camera. Uh, my first couple of years, I wasn't even in front of the camera because I didn't want to be in front of the camera. Now, you, there's not a video that I have that I'm not in front of the camera. Uh, I'm getting more comfortable with that. So just keep, just keep plugging away and your time will come. Um, as for me, you can reach me on just about any social media platform with uh, the Rogue Banshee. Um, I have a video coming out. It's actually gonna get released tomorrow because I'm running late on another video and I gotta just cram through that this weekend. So uh, check the channel out tomorrow for a new video coming out. Thanks for having me. You bet, man. Thanks for jumping in. Good to see you again this week. Um, yeah. Ghost. Yeah, um, I really don't have anything except, uh, oh gosh, ran into something. Um, I launched, sorry, uh, I launched a new podcast today. So if you've been watching the channel, I've started a new podcast called yeah. the Jarhead Podcast, and episode one dropped today. So it's over on our, our YouTube channel, but it's also out there in all the podcast world Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple, Google, Amazon, Stitcher, and it's all under the Jarhead Podcast. So you can um, go check that out if you will. And I've got, I recorded another tomorrow. I've got about seven or eight people already lined up and it's going to be kind of stories, not just from Marines, but, you know, from different branches, but just stories and, and how they're relative to today and all that. So it's kind of fun, kind of behind the scenes stuff. So yeah, thanks for having me. You bet. Um, yeah, as far as us, I've got, you know, uh, some of you have been around long enough. You remember this was the after hours. So we moved the time slot up and uh, have restructured the podcast and stuff in general. Um, what used to be Fire on Friday now is just the Clover Tech podcast. And then we've got this, which is the studio. And then we've got Monday nights, which is the lounge. Uh, and the Clover Tech podcast now are going to be recorded live. So as you see those pop up, they're completely random whenever I can schedule the guest and that sort of thing, which has been has proven to be difficult over the last several months or, or so for sure. But um, as they pop up, we'll record those. Then we'll put those out in, of course, replay, audio podcast form, and everything else from there. The great thing is that if you are lucky enough or catch the notification or whatever, uh, when we do go live to record them, then you can participate in the chat and you can ask questions of our guests and that sort of thing, right, moving forward. So um, I'm happy to announce that I am working on several next week 
got Keith with uh, European American Armory, Keith with EAA. He's been on the podcast before, but we'll hopefully have him back um, Wednesday. Already got that on the channel scheduled. You can set the reminder for that if you want. So thankfully, you've got a little bit of heads up on that one. Not always the case with the new format of that CloverTech podcast, uh, but at least with that one. And my goal is to, as I get people confirmed and scheduled, to actually get them nailed down to a time, to get the thumbnail done, to get everything on the channel so that you guys do have some heads up. But they will be at random times. Uh, and then you can always catch them in a replay, audio podcast form or whatever. So be looking for that uh, next week. If you've got questions about EAA, some of the different companies, um, manufacturers that they represent, that they import, whatever, join us live and, and uh, ask those questions. And we'll talk with Keith, have a good time. And uh, yeah, hopefully get some more people uh, for 2021 kind of scheduled out and get that podcast whipped back in shape and, and, and moving along uh, content. I've had that in the bank for a while. A lot of the channel members, a lot of the Patreon patrons, uh, they get sneak peek preview to just about everything before it releases. So they've seen it all, but uh, for the next couple of weeks, anyway, I've been working on some gear dash report.com articles Had one drop yesterday, one drop this morning, uh, still working on writing uh, quite a few articles, trying to get ahead on that. While we go through the cold spell, this Arctic front, which is crazy, nine degrees, it's supposed to be here in Texas, which is unheard of on Monday. So uh, pray for us down here, first of all, because we're not used to this kind of crap. But uh, yeah, going to try to write some articles. And it was a, a blessing in disguise and a good thing. I decided to kind of restructure the way I handle things and time management and get some of those videos uh, knocked out because I hate to tell you, uh, this boy in nine degree weather ain't going to be shooting no videos. But uh, yeah, thanks to the live chat, all of those out there that, that ask some good questions. Uh, remember, whether you're out there in live chat now and, and think of something later on, whether you're watching and replay, listening and replay, as always, you can jump down in the comments below. Myself, Ghost, Rogue, pretty much anybody that's out there uh, that's a creator in the live chat, more than willing to help. You're not alone as a creator, no matter what niche you're in. You're not alone as a creator. That's the biggest thing to take away from this and remember you have help you have support structure whatever that you need if one of us can't handle it we can likely find you somebody that can so just keep that in mind um that is it for us on this week i can't believe we went over an hour and a half on this one i thought it was going to be a short one it wasn't but uh that's okay too uh till next week till next thursday stay nerdy